0: Hello and welcome to yet another episode of Elwet Talks, the first podcast about destination weddings in Greece. My name is Sanya, the founder of Elwed Magazine, and I will be your host today. Join me in this new episode where we talk with Claire Salisbury, the wedding planner and owner of Lefka's Weddings. Claire has been working in Greece for over 10 years, starting in the tourism industry where she worked for luxury tour operators like Greek Island Club and Travel Looks. Before starting her own wedding planning business in Greece, she also got some experience in women's fashion and styling while living in the UK. She specializes on planning destination weddings on the Ionian coast. She offers in-depth knowledge of locations where she lived and worked. This is how she can really suggest the most suitable places for each couple based on their wishes and can incorporate the local details they would love. Her styled shoots were featured in Wedding Ideas magazine and in various wedding blogs as well as on the cover of Elwed magazine. In this episode, we will talk all about the different wedding ceremonies that are possible in Greece, the paperwork required and the rise of surprise destination proposals in Greece. Tune in, meet Claire and find it all out in this new episode. Hello, Claire, and welcome to our podcast. I'm really excited to finally uh, get to chat with you. Um, we had our first, or not first, it was the fifth cover or something like this. Um, in uh, Lefkada it was absolutely amazing experience we had such an amazing time uh, working with you Uh, so relaxing and uh, Lefkada is just gorgeous so can you tell us a little bit about your story how you got to live in Lefkada and plan weddings there Um, so yeah we would love to hear your story. Oh,
1: thank you, Sanya. Yes, yeah, so I first went to Greece um, in my early 20s, and I um, always wanted to work for a holiday company, which I did, and I did that for about eight years and worked for a luxury, a luxury villa company. I had a wonderful time, completely fell in love with Greece, um, and during that period I spent summers working um, in Lefkada. I did one on Meganisi and I also did uh, three in parga and then after that i worked for um a greek company as well um, and when that ended and I, I um i returned back to the uk i realized that i really miss greece a lot and um what else could i do and i realized that there was a at the time a gap in the market in those areas mm-hmm. for somebody who could plan um and arrange weddings for couples from outside of greece so I started um, with just one wedding um, and then it just started to grow and grow and grow. And the really nice thing was I already realized that I knew a lot of vendors and suppliers from my previous mm-hmm. job. So it was, it was nice to be able to use all those contacts to take forward into a new business.
0: Wow, what an amazing story. And uh, yeah, the, back then really was a gap in this market. And uh, now obviously there's much more wedding planners around, but... I feel like in the smaller islands, there's still not so many local that specialize. Like uh, you specialize more in Ionian, right? Yes, that's great. Yeah. Uh, so, can you tell us where? What? So, I decided to specialize
1: in the areas that I had lived and worked, mm-hmm. just because I felt that I knew them the best. Um, I spent a lot of time discovering them and enjoying them. So, um, I thought that I could offer people the best advice and the best experience by telling them about the places that I loved. Mm-hmm. So um i cover parts of the ionian which is the western side of greece so principally lefkada which is an island in between if you look at a map in between Catalonia and corfu mm-hmm. and it's uniquely connected to the main a Bridge. Um, Also Meganisi, which is uh, a little island off Levkada. Some tiny islands, Kalamas Kastos, uh, and also the Epirus coast, which is a beautiful part of Greece. It kind of has like an Amalfi vibe. Mm -hmm. And there's two really beautiful towns there called Parga. Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. So beautiful. And those are like smaller, smaller villages, right? yes yeah, yeah
1: that's places um not probably so developed as the bigger islands yeah. um, have a lot of charm and still very greek
0: so beautiful so you're planning mainly like destination weddings for um people that want to get a little bit of a, this greek vibe uh let's say of a wedding like a true dist- greek destination wedding on the beaches and stuff like that from what we've seen right
1: Yes, that's right. So because they're not um, so developed to some of the bigger islands, they still have a lot of um, traditional and um, um, traditional charm, I would say. Mm -hmm. Um, They don't have lots of big resort hotels. So if you're looking for an inclusive type resort, then it's probably not the area for you. We have amazing luxury villas, gorgeous boutique hotels. So it's really about small and friendly Um, for anything from an elopement up to like 150-200 people, it covers everything. Oh
0: wow, so boutique weddings, (laughs) so gorgeous. Um, So what would you say that inspires you in your daily life?
1: I think being involved in people's weddings is a really uh, lovely thing, you get to be with them one of the most um, special milestones in their life. Um, I get inspired by their enthusiasm and obviously for sharing a beautiful part of the world with, with them and um, allowing them to, to to have their dream and bring that dream to life. And we take a lot of try and take a lot of inspiration from things around us, so colours, um, uh, really into using local products and local food and local suppliers. So really getting people to have like a great Greek experience.
0: So do you use uh, a lot of, like, local uh, traditions in the weddings that you plan? Well,
1: so in the Ionian, one of the best um, traditions is the arrival of the bride. And because the sea um, is a big feature of the Ionian uh-huh. Islands, uh, the traditional bride usually arrives on a kaiki a traditional boat. So it's really lovely. And um, the destination brides are absolutely adore doing that. So if you're going to arrive at a, a beach wedding or the, and you get to arrive by Kaiki it, it's really special. So little things like that. Um, they they love the bombonieras, so as you know um, yeah. Greeks or bomboniera and or um, little miniatures, ouzo or the island liqueur. Yeah, they love hearing about little traditional local things and then seeing if they can put them into their day.
0: How nice and romantic, very romantic. Yeah. So, um, can you tell us a little bit more about what do you do for the bride? Uh, the on the day of the wedding, what happens? um how how does the whole experience look like okay so
1: i think it's an experience right from the beginning so i usually get an excited email or phone call yeah. from a couple um and then we have a little chat and find out what it is their dream obviously some people at the beach some people are looking for a villa um just to really understand what they want and how they see their day working out and from that as i explain i cover um, about four different areas yeah. so um, I'm in a better position then to say okay I really recommend for example that Lefkada would work for you or Parga would work for you um, and then I give them some venue ideas um, mm-hmm. once they're happy with that we get into planning so this is all the fun things you know they get to decide on their menus and the flowers um, and all the little details and throughout that I offer a lot of support and guidance um, about what they can do and what's available and the ideas um, within their budget mm-hmm. um, and obviously we have we deal with all the contracts and and the agreements for the different vendors Mm -hmm. and then fast forward to the day of the wedding we have a we have a meeting when they arrive in resort which is usually really really good fun because most brides and we bring a big suitcase full of things with them for the wedding so we get to unpack case and see what's in there um and then obviously on the the day of the wedding uh me and um, my team we're there with them from the morning right through to the evening so we're there um keeping keeping an eye on the schedule making sure the vendors mm-hmm. are where they need to be making sure the bride and the groom is happy if they've got any last minute requests um mm-hmm. just basically overseeing the day and coordinating the day to make sure it flows seamlessly
0: oh wow so um... What are the typical ceremonies that uh, brides ask you for, like religious, civil, spiritual, symbolic? And can you tell us a little bit more differences between these two and uh, these many? <laughs> and what is um, what is required, let's say, for the civil wedding? So first differences, and then we'll move on to the paperwork. Yay. <laughs>
1: I think that's a really great question because um, there are these days um, many different types of ceremony so I would say the most common is a civil ceremony mm-hmm. um, which has, uh, no, has no religious element um, to it and is simply obviously you know your agreement to marry each other typically in Greece it's officiated by uh, the deputy mayor of the municipality um, that you're in um, mm-hmm. and depending on area so it does vary throughout Greece it can be at the town hall or it can be at the local of your choice.
0: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Um, some people who prefer to do the paperwork in their home country, um, but they would still like to have a wedding, um, then they would probably choose then a symbolic wedding. So they're already legally married before they arrive, um, but they want to have a wedding ceremony. And a symbolic ceremony is really um, is really personal because you can tailor it to, it to exactly what you want. So if you want to have some Uh, religious readings or if you want to have um, a totally non-faith ceremony Um, if you'd like to have a marriage celebrant then that's the good option for you Um, and a symbolic ceremony also works well for same-sex couples
0: Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, moving on to religious weddings so the main faith of greece is obviously orthodox um, christianity so that's um, you can have a, a ceremony in a church um, for that, either one, one of the couple does need to be of the Orthodox faith. Mm-hmm. Um, then um, you've got um, other types of Christian marriage ceremonies. So um, I know you can do Catholic weddings. I don't actually have a Catholic church in my area, but I know, for example, um, in Corfu and Catalonia, you can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, what I can offer is a Christian blessing. So that's an Anglican blessing, which um, covers all types of Christian faith, um, and is a really nice uh, blessing that follows sort of the traditional mar- marriage um, ceremony, and they can do that at the venue of a choice. Um, mm-hmm. If you've got interfaith weddings, so people of different backgrounds, um, different churches mm-hmm. or a spiritual wedding, um, then those um, come under the heading of symbolic ceremony. Um, or maybe you have a pastor or an officiant that you want to bring with you. Also, mm-hmm. i would probably recommend a marriage celebrant because they can work with you on your heritage your background and create a ceremony oh yeah that fits you both
0: yeah we just spoke with uh, elizabeth uh from Rhodes, and she just explained all about the uh, what the wedding celebrant can do for couples it sounded so romantic and so nice um really a great option for somebody that uh you know, just wants the extra ceremony. If, even if you do get a civil wedding in Greece, uh, I, I think that uh, it's still nice to have like a little bit more personal ceremony after that. Um, do, you, do your couples choose like uh, two ceremonies? Like if they get a civil ceremony in the offices, do they later also pref- want to have like another ceremony by the beach or somewhere else that it's more personal?
1: Yes, so it does depend on the area. For example, in Parga, where you marry in the mayor's office, they always choose to have a symbolic ceremony in the afternoon, yeah. um, and that, that's really lovely. Um, on some of, In some of the other areas, um, they have Elizabeth has been in, and done some of my weddings um, alongside uh-huh. the mayor as well. So the mayor arrives to do the legal part, and Elizabeth does a really unique and... Oh, ceremony to go together with that. So we can make quite a lot of combinations depending on what the requirements of the couple are.
0: Oh that's amazing. So um, let's get uh, to paperwork. What is required for a civil wedding in Greece?
1: So the basic paperwork um, for a couple that have not married before um is a birth certificate so you need uh, an official copy of your birth certificate and um you need something um, which has different names in different countries so for british um couples it's called certificate of no impediment to marriage um mm-hmm. in other countries it be, can be called civil status certificate free to marriage certificate um, but essentially, it is a document that says that there is no legal reason um, why you cannot marry the other person, and that you have mm-hmm. um, made a legal declaration that you're single and free to marry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So those documents need something called an apostille, um, which is a stamp from the con- from your country, which says this document um, is an official document of this country. Mm -hmm. Um, Then they go for translation, so they need to be translated into Greek. Um, A a good tip that I would just like to say as well is I noticed a lot of European countries now are issuing something called an international certificate, Uh uh, which is an international birth certificate or an international version. and basically what this is, for each um, heading on the form, they translate that into five languages. But fortunately in Greece, you still require to have a Greek translation okay. because your name and your details are in Latin characters and they need those translating into Greek characters. So you can get an international certificate by all means, but it will still need a translation.
0: Yeah, it doesn't save you anything.
1: No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah well you're getting married in Greece so uh, Greek officers need to know your name
1: (laughs) yeah
0: Yeah. Um, do you get a lot of uh, civil weddings or do you mainly get symbolic or religious Um,
1: I'm Would say mainly um, for me civil weddings. I think people Uh still really like to have
0: um,
1: the day the day of their marriage, which I'd say marriage is the signatures and the day of the wedding. Most people prefer to have that on the same day if they can. Mm -hmm. But obviously, it completely depends on you um, and your and your preference. If you're not sure what to do, and particularly as a destination wedding, my advice would be um for example if you have um elderly relatives or people that you know will be unable to make your destination wedding um particularly grandparents you can always have your civil ceremony in your home country they can attend you can have a lovely dinner or lunch with them and then you can have your actual wedding uh in Greece um obviously obviously later on and that way uh, they still get to feel special and part of your marriage um yeah but if they're unable to fly to attend the wedding
0: yeah, that's a lovely idea, and especially now during the coronavirus pandemic, so that's one um, option if you still want like this uh, picturesque sunset and beautiful photos from Greece one way is to do uh, what you just said to have like a civil ceremony at home and it will save you trouble with paperwork exactly <laughs> it
1: will that's a good consideration it can yeah um, and it does vary from country to country as it's like, some countries absolutely you get less money in the UK it will cost you around 600 pounds to get oh wow it's in the translation and I know um for example, in Australia it's even more expensive, it can be up to, I think, as $800. I think the last um, couple told me, so it does
0: vary. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, um, that is also one thing, yeah, where you can save the money on translations if they're not necessary. Um, so how are you uh, dealing with the, the pandemic? Let's touch a little bit on this, but um, let's not focus on that. So, for myself
1: personally, um, I have um now with my clients we've postponed all weddings up until the end of June have been postponed uh-huh. to either September uh, or mm-hmm. until next year and I know it was a quite a difficult decision for a lot of people um, and it, it it was it was difficult for them to make the decision and to face the, the fact that they weren't going to get married but yeah the, the feedback that I got was once they'd made the decision they felt a lot more relaxed about it and they were like right we have a new date to look forward to so um that's that's where we are with that so hopefully the the few that move to september that's gonna be really nice because they just delayed it slightly and then the brides for next year they're busy um obviously most of them have realized they can now save some more money so they can have um a few extra things yeah. <laughs> next year so <laughs> that's, all <good>. that's,
0: nice. <laughs> that's amazing and they get to plan their wedding twice so that's like a
1: uh, with regards to weddings this summer, um, it's still not completely um, clear. I mean, it's not official guidance yet on on everything. Um, yeah. But obviously, we we every time the Greek government does an update, obviously we will respond to that um, um, and and adapt the weddings to to fit that.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's a new changes are like happening all the time so it's difficult to plan something and you know and to be sure that it's going to happen because um, as the prime minister said the these restrictions that are that were lifted are not permanent you know they can go back at any time.
1: Yes um, and I, for a couple of my July weddings um what we've decided to do we've kept it light hearted so we've got plan A and plan B so we've got the plan A table plan and we've got plan B corona table plan <laughs> <laughs> which is just four people on a table um, yeah. and um, there's things which we you know we're going to do it this way but if not then we will just reorganize it slightly and it will be this way so it's just about being prepared and, and organized
0: yeah exactly what else do you suggest for the brides that are planning their wedding uh well in this after the summer or even the next year the virus is probably still going to be around and we don't know when the you know the cure will be found so how do you see the events um, happening that you know to keep everybody safe and to keep guests uh on ease um what do you suggest and what how do you see things how do you see the events Working,
1: so I suppose we're all we're all following guidance from our individual governments, and um, obviously with the weddings taking place in Greece, we're following um, Greek guidance as far as the events. Um, we'll yeah. be making extra checks, you know, making sure that the health and hygiene um, guidance by the government is carried out by the venues. Yeah, um, I think that the couple should speak with their family and friends and just you know get a good uh, vibe of whether people are happy to travel. Whether they really you know, yeah. they think they'll they'll want to travel, because I think if you're busy planning a wedding but you haven't really checked if um, your, your guests are all happy to travel, then you might be disappointed uh, further down the line. So it, it's probably a little bit more of considering the guests' um, yeah. opinions than you would do normally. Because normally you'd just say, "Would you like to come for us for a week in Greece?" And everyone's, "Yes, yeah, great, lovely, we're there." yeah, maybe discuss with them a bit more and just say, look, this is what we'd love to do. Is what we're planning to do. How do you feel about flying and joining
0: us and then? Yeah, that's a good good point. Um, So obviously, uh, some of the trends now got postponed um, due to the pandemic. So they will be happening with a little bit of a delay, but um, what other trends do you see picking up in the world of weddings?
1: Well, I think uh, Corona has probably had an impact on elopements. I think we're going to see more elopements. Um, yeah. The inquiries that I have had, interestingly, have been, uh, the last couple have been, could we have a an offer for 50 people and then um, and then also yeah. an offer just for an elopement as well. And I think that goes back to my previous answer where people are, um, are conscious yes yeah. may not want to travel. Um, for me, in the last two years, I've seen a rise in barrenules um so really hoping we've got some more lovely vow renewals again and i think um as uh, people who've been married now 10 15 20 years are really looking to have um that kind of destination wedding experience and they can do that with a vow renewal uh and for me as well just from design styles and things i've been discussing with my brides i feel that we're moving away from the traditional arch so uh, the traditional mm. square arch uh, with fabric hours Mm -hmm. people are becoming more open to different shapes and styles. So I think it's going to be quite an exciting um summer with more with different designs from ceremonies. You're going to see some different looking ceremonies.
0: Oh beautiful. Yeah. And what a lovely um thing with the vow renewals. They're so so special. And especially if the if you know some brides can't get uh, the wedding that they always wanted. Like maybe they just got a civil ceremony in the office. And I think the renewals are something that they can like redo their wedding and express their love for each other again and just to spice up the marriage a little bit.
1: Yeah. And even I think the current situation, the last eight weeks has shown us how important family and relationships are and really like your whole life can change overnight. So family and relationships have never been more important. So why not celebrate that?
0: Absolutely. If you've had a
1: difficult time or not even that, if you just celebrate, you're like, actually, you know, I'm in a relationship with this really great person. and I, I just want to celebrate that. So um, if you're on, going on holiday to Greece and you're thinking that you'd like to do that, then get in touch with a planner in that area, and they can arrange something really beautiful for you with a photographer for an hour or two and capture and capture that sentiment.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. That's a great great idea. Um, from your from your brides, is there one question that almost every bride or every couple asks you? Um, common question
1: from the beginning
0: is how much does it cost. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's, actually, it's actually a really difficult question because um, we have a saying in English: "How long is a piece of string?" Um, so it's it's completely open because yes, I mean, fundamentally, we could we could take you to the town hall and it would cost the minimum amount for the paperwork, but that's not what most people want. Most what most people want is beautiful flowers, and they want chairs and champagne and a dinner. So um, it's it's yeah. a very it's a very difficult question. So what I would say to anybody. Um, who's thinking about that is that you perhaps need to do a little bit of homework together first um i would say Mm -hmm. sit down together and discuss between you how much you can afford for the wedding um then Mm -hmm. maybe speak to your families if either of them has offered to make a contribution um ask them how much that is so you can you can add that to the budget Mm -hmm. um then i would write a guest list um see how many people mm-hmm. it is that you that you want to invite um usually predestination wedding so for example if you invited 100 i would expect around 80 to come about mm-hmm. 10 20 percent mm-hmm. next thing to do yeah. would be to make a date decide on a date so if you've got a year try and narrow that down to a month um and then remember that different months can have an impact on prices which affect your budget. So for example, early June is low season, but late June is usually classed as high season. So bear that in mind. Um, do you need to, having looked down your guest list and looking at your friends um, and their family groups, do you have a lot of um, friends with teachers or people coming with children? If so, they may not be able to mm-hmm. come in the school holiday dates. So do you need to um, choose a date within school holidays? And then finally, um, I know typically everyone in the home country is used to going to a wedding on a weekend. But remember, you are actually on holiday. So does it need to be a weekend? Because these dates in Greece do tend to be more expensive than midweeks because the Greeks get married on the weekend. So there's lots of things. If you can answer those questions and just um, have the sort of answers to those before you speak to a planner, then we're much more informed and it's much easier for your ballpark figure of what we think your wedding um, budget should be.
0: So just put down all your wishes and what is most mm-hmm. important, uh, to the least important, and then to see what can be cut off to save on budgets. And um, going back to the civil ceremonies uh, in uh, Lefkada, do you do ceremonies on the weekends? The civil uh, one? Yes,
1: they. the, the, yes, yeah? the town hall um, in Lefkada is quite flexible and open to doing
0: Oh, that's obviously you know it has
1: to be with agreement with them of the location and the time but yes they're open to do
0: yeah and do they also go on location or is it only in the office um they do do some on
1: location um which is very nice because they recognize that obviously weddings they're coming a lot of people are coming to the island because it's really beautiful and they want to do their
0: weddings there yeah.
1: Um, but again it's with agreement of which location it is and
0: yeah. yeah, I I know that from my years of planning is that every location is different and every town hall has uh, their own little rules, you know, if they're going to go out mm-hmm. or not. Um, and in Crete, uh, in Rethymno, you know, for instance, they have this uh, very well-defined written on their website, like, we do this, we do that, uh, on this beach is this much, and that beach is that much, you know, in the private villa is mm-hmm. this much. So, everything is um, well defined from before. It's more organized. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, on some of the smaller islands, they're like, uh, you know, waiting. what? No, you come to mm-hmm. us.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think as well, because I dealt with some really small uh, municipalities when I started doing it and I asked, is there a possibility to do this outside? Yeah. Uh, the immediate answer was no. And when I sort of asked a bit yeah. more, I was like, well, it was no because no one's ever asked that before. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, "Oh, we're asking now. What do you think?" Um, and literally, just because yeah. it's a new request, so you might have to leave it with them for a little bit to think about it. Um,
0: but yeah, yeah you do, you don't know.
1: Each each municipality is different.
0: Yeah, and uh, would you suggest uh, for the brides that want a civil wedding to do it on their own? Because uh, there are some brides that want to DIY it, uh, and uh, especially the like the, the brides that don't have any ties to Greece what do you think
1: personally having worked as a wedding planner now for seven years and knowing how much work that I do and how many phone calls that I get on the day of a wedding and just how much effort goes into planning it um I think that if I got married a particular board I would 100% have a planner and that's just from my own personal experience because if I was trying to I mean I do this as a full-time job so I plan weddings as a full-time job but I think I was trying to have a full time job, maybe look after children and try and plan a wedding in a foreign language. Maybe with a different alphabet. Um, It's not like doing it in your own language where you you kind of know how things work. So um, a planner can help take some of that um, stress and communication, potential communication issues away from you. And they can they can also give you the benefit of the advice and guidance of that area and what does and doesn't work, which can potentially maybe save you. Um, save you some money and save you save you time and obviously help. And the mm-hmm. most important thing is for you to have a seamless stress-free day and if someone else is taking all the the boring bits off you like the admin and the phone call so you just have to concentrate on getting mm-hmm. ready looking beautiful and the weather day. who wouldn't yeah. choose a plan
0: yeah absolutely um so uh, which is your favorite location uh in greece and why would you say so it doesn't have to be left-hand. Okay,
1: So, I suppose my so my experience of Greece, uh, you know, so my first, the very first time I went to Greece was to Corfu when I was 17 years old. And I've fell in love with it for the moment mm-hmm. when I got off the airplane. Before then, I'd only ever been to Spain or France with my family. And I just loved Greece from the moment I got mm-hmm. there. Um, and then I oh, worked wow. constantly around the Ionian, although I have been to Rhodes as well. So, for me, my experience of Greece uh, is mainly the Ionian. And um, I love it. It's green. It's beautiful. Uh, last year, I had a chance to go to Mykonos um, as part of a wedding. And I totally fell in love with Mykonos. It's the blue and white Greece that, you know, you see in all the pictures. And it was, it was mm-hmm. so beautiful. I would go back in a heartbeat. It was, it was, like, uh, it was just like out of, a, out of a storybook. It was, it was perfect.
0: Mm, perfect. And which would you suggest for uh, Brides? Which location would you suggest for Brides to Get Married?
1: Well, I think um, there are a couple of considerations. Obviously, um, if you've been somewhere on holiday and you have a tie to it, so if you have a personal tie to it, you've enjoyed it, um, or a family tie to it, then that's a good reason to choose. Um, Depending on how many of you you're thinking about for the wedding, you may want to look at somewhere that... um, that, that has flights for the place where you're coming from so mm-hmm. for example if you fall in love with let's say um, a small island like Eos for example but there's only only flights mm-hmm. via Athens that may not be suitable for all your guests to fly to Athens and then fly um, fly out mm-hmm. to another island so you might need to look for somewhere that has direct flights um, for example I get quite a few inquiries from brides from Ireland um, the area that I cover doesn't have flights from Dublin but I know Crete does so when when you're looking at the area that suits you, that's quite a good consideration to think about before you start delving deeper is how how easy is it to get there? So you can make it as easy as possible for you and for your guests to get there.
0: Yeah, and also, I guess, what you yeah. like, like uh, for instance, as you said, Mykonos before is more dry, comparison to Levkada, which is more green. So, yeah, what, yeah, exactly, um, what scenery
1: are you looking for? Are you looking for the blue beaches and the white sands? Are you looking for typical blue and white Greece, so Santorini, Mykonos, uh, and those islands? Are you looking yeah. for more history? Um, in which case Crete is amazing, like Hanya, Old Town, and uh, so yeah, what what sort of style suits you?
0: And also I guess now smaller, I'm guessing that smaller villages are going to become more popular because, you know, people don't want to be with so many tourists anymore, Uh, so definitely Santorini and Mykonos will probably see a little bit of a fall in tourism. Yeah, and
1: I've noticed definitely in the last um, year with inquiries as well, people are more interested in Historical buildings, and I think this builds. From, there's a lot yeah. of interest in, in, in France and Italy, where they have a lot of obviously chateau and um, various things in Italy. So, uh, places in Greece that have a historic connection or you know beautiful old architecture definitely seeing more popularity.
0: Yeah, and there's so many that we don't even know. <laughs> I mean, we have featured many, but there's so much more that um, we're discovering every day. Um, perfect. So tell us a little bit more what you're currently working on. Like you had some time off uh, <laughs> during the pandemic and obviously all of our plans got rearranged. Um, so is there some project that you're working on or is there anything that you would like us so, to So So
1: uh, I've been working on um, doing Instagram lives with my um, vendors during lockdown. So um, every Tuesday and Thursday oh, I've nice been so. talking to photographers, celebrants this morning i was talking to one of the boat owners just so um the current brides and potential new um, brides can find out a bit more about um what happens on a wedding day and different things that they can do um because my obviously wedding season has kind of halved now um with my mm-hmm. photographer we've been planning some sort of mini style shoots um and we're going to um try and discover as you were saying just then discover some some new locations and and do some shoots so it's probably mm-hmm. more about investing in ourselves and investing in next year um at the moment and then obviously Perfect. I've got the later summer weddings to do so
0: um amazing so uh when you were saying about your live uh lives on instagram um can you share with us some details uh what is going on there like uh what are you talking about some uh, tips that right yeah know. so this
1: morning we were talking um i was talking to a, uh, one of the boat owners in lefkada about different ways that you can use um boats on the wedding day from just transporting guests Mm-hmm. Um, to having a formal cocktail cruise, to having your wedding on board, um, and to or to using it as a really lovely um, day out for your guests. So there's there's many things there that that we discussed. Um, I spoke with Elizabeth um, from the wedding celebrant, um, and that, again that really okay. helped because I think sometimes people are unsure about how uh, a celebrant can add value to their ceremony. So it was useful.
0: Um, yeah, that's amazing with the boat um many brides uh, opt for boat rides and mainly even for themselves as you said for the arrival or just for their guests um you know for like uh, activities and trips Uh, do you do some activities with uh, i mean do your brides ask you for some activities um extending the wedding to Mm -hmm.
1: being longer than one day is definitely uh is definitely something that's got more popular so people are saying okay we'd like quite um we'd like quite quite a formal wedding day but we really love greek night and we love greek dancing so we they've i've been asked to organize greek nights it's like welcome dinners and things so then then they can have their more formal wedding day um boat cruises are a great icebreaker if um you've got guests coming from various different countries maybe not everybody knows each other a lovely relaxing day out with all your guests um it helps make a more friendly uh, friendly and um, social atmosphere on the wedding day um, obviously there's the usual bachelor bachelorette ideas people want to do pamper days with the girls or like do water sports with the guys so yeah people are asking for different ideas
0: amazing so um, is all this is possible in Lefkada like you can arrange all this uh, is there anything else that you can arrange uh... And that it's something special or unique to look for. Look for um, I think
1: all the destinations lend themselves to special moments. So um, a couple of times last year, we, for the first time, we got asked to do proposals, and that's really beautiful. So um, oh. a surprise proposal mm-hmm. um, is is a really lovely thing. If you're going on holiday and want to propose, um, having it a beautiful setting laid out for you, um, it, as a you know as a backdrop to do your proposal, is something that I, I'd love to do some more of that.
0: Oh, my God. Amazing. So I always wondered, like, okay, obviously, uh, (laughs) guys have to propose. And to make it a surprise proposal, the guy has to come up with this, like... How, I mean, who do the guys, do the, the boyfriends or the grooms or, you know, the fiancés, do they contact you and they say to you, hey, I want to do this and this and that? and Do they come up with these things on their own or how does it work? Um, I, I would say they,
1: they tend to be quite romantic guys anyway. They say, oh, I'm going to do my girlfriend, I want to propose and I'd like to make it special. They do tend to ask for ideas. Um, so it was up to us to come up with some uh-huh. some good ideas. If it's a surprise as well, it, it kind of has to fit in with um with the 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 groom taking his t- taking his girlfriend somewhere so she doesn't suspect anything. So surprise proposals, for example, on the beach work quite well because he can say that, oh, we're just gonna go, you know, and watch the sunset and then ta da. <laughs> <laughs> there at the um, <laughs> is, is, is something nice so yeah it has to be an element where she doesn't she doesn't suspect it
0: yeah and how do you arrange or how do they arrange that uh you know the girls are dressed up because if you're doing the photo session and surprise proposal and all these things like um the bride, i mean the the bride the fiance has to be uh uh, you know, yeah. looking nice, like yeah. every girl. I would, to we would suggest dress. them
1: maybe, maybe say that you're going to go for a, for a nice dinner, um, but you're going to go to the beach first just uh-huh. to watch the sunset before dinner. So therefore, um, uh-huh. she will uh-huh. be dressed up. Yeah, but so um, up. my Dutch uh-huh. uh, Dutch guy Rick, we he we told him to contact his um his girlfriend's um I think it was his girlfriend's sister and get the sister to buy her a voucher to get her nails done before she came on holiday to have nice nails, and then she did oh, anything um, so yeah. yeah we
0: can help you we can help you keep it secret <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> that's amazing yeah I always wondered like how does this happen I mean obviously we girls are more into these things and we read the blogs and you know get the ideas from socials and all these things but you know how do you then give it to the guy like hint hint look at what this guy did <laughs> but yeah I guess you have to be lucky yeah. to have a romantic guy <laughs> Um, great so for our last question is there any other advice uh, that you would want to give to future couples that want to get married I think
1: that when it comes to your wedding and your beautiful destination wedding uh, really think about what you would like you would both like and how you would like to remember your day because sometimes we can get so caught up in traditions and expectations of what our parents would or what we you know yeah. what everyone else has been doing we forget to think about what we would really like and if you'd like to look back um and think that, that your memory is you standing um, barefoot on the sand um in a boho wedding but your mum's really keen on you having a formal wedding remember that in 10 years it's 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 the image that you had in your head that you want to so stick with what you want um and uh, you'll have the most perfect memories.
0: oh yeah that's great advice because we all get wrapped up in what other people want from us and we listen to you know to our parents and obviously mothers are dreaming of the this uh, wedding they have their own vision for their uh, daughters to get married in but yeah as you said stick to what you like totally agree similar thing happened to me my mom wanted something else I wanted something else (laughs) but on the end we bought we got both addresses but I wore what I wanted so that's good yeah, always
1: compromise and I think yeah. uh, going go back to you say why would you have a planner we're having a planner can be quite useful when dealing with with parents or managing other people's expectations because we can potentially oh, yeah. have a discussion with them that you can't That's a little bit more difficult if you're related to them and we can say look um, we can do it this way because it's like this or I mean really good to do that and we're happy to we're happy to be your intermediary if if you need us to be.
0: Yeah that's that's also a good point like best friend <laughs> yeah, exactly. and lawyer yes,
1: added to, <laughs> add to the job.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm, okay great. So if somebody wants to get in touch with you well, Claire you can where me can at they at
1: find you? you can find me on Instagram at Lefka's at uh, Facebook Luck as Weddings again um, or if you prefer to uh, look at uh, videos to see some beautiful days you can see those on Instagram or on the YouTube channel.
0: Thank you so much for coming and for taking the time from your busy day to talk to us and to all the future brides and hopefully we manage to help some bride that is uh, indecisive on what to do and where to go <laughs> to ease her Excellent. decision. thank you. for listening to Elwood Talks. I hope you found this show helpful and inspirational. You can subscribe and listen to Elwood Talks on some of your favorite platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and many more. Head over to elwood.com/podcast to find out more. If you found this episode helpful, feel free to leave a review or a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or your chosen platform. If you are planning your wedding in Greece, make sure to download our Elwed magazine filled with resources and inspirational advice at elwedcom slash magazine or follow us on our socials for instant inspiration at elwedmag. On the other hand, if you just want to share your thoughts about this episode, ask a question or want to be on our next show. You can leave us a voice message on Anchor or head over to elwecom slash podcast to get in touch. This podcast was brought to you by Elwed. Escape to the edges of Peloponnese and discover Dixamenes, a luxury seaside resort by the Ionian coast offering a boutique venue experience. Few minutes from the famous mythological ancient Olympia, this post-war winery was transformed into a barefoot luxury eco-conscious resort on one of the most unspoiled stretches of coastline in the western Peloponnese. Have you ever stayed in a wine town? Visit dexamenes.com or call 0030-697-252-1806.